0: Every other game scoreless, and I don't want to wait. To make this man wait. So let's get to Chris Carino. He's on the Roman guest line right now. He's the radio voice of the Nets. Big week for the Nets. Kevin Durant coming back. Also handles NFL duties for Compass Media as well. Week one, he's going to see the Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. So I'll Lit let you
1: ass game.
0: I'll let you uh, do the KD stuff because I know that's all you. And Chris, I want to start because um, I'm looking at the uh, division bets right now, the future market, obviously, and everybody's talking about the Chargers everybody's talking about the Raiders. I feel like nobody's talking about the Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the two preseason games he's played. doesn't look like he's missed a beat even without Tyree Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts on the chiefs heading into the season into week one?
2: And you know what, Ryan, they, they, they they've added depth at receiver, yeah. even though they lost Tyree kill. The defense is going to get better. You heard uh, Mahomes, other day raving about Chris Jones and what he's, what he, how he's looked in camp. Uh, you're right. I, I, I think they're absolutely don't sleep on the Chiefs. I think, this is like that year where everybody's gonna count the Chiefs out and they're just gonna be like, We're still the Chiefs and we're still the best. We're still the class of this division. So I'm looking forward to that week one uh at Arizona. That'll be really can you know, can they contain Kyler Murray in that offense? So that'll be that'll be real interesting. But can I can I just chime in on something before oh, yeah. um I Tristy, you and I have something in common. I had my nails done today too.
1: Good. <laughs>
2: Good. and i'm, I'm definitely going to be tuning in after i get <laughs> off because i want to hear that I'm, I'm dying now to know what happened
1: it's and i mean it was a shock that's a hell
2: of a tease i got it it's, it's an incredible tease and you mentioned hawaii being the chase game so years ago like when i was just starting like out of college i worked for something called sports phone oh now, yeah does anybody have any idea if you unearthed that on you know you can probably look it up on the internet Um, It used to be this thing, 976-1313. And and kids listening, that's how you got your scores. Like there was no internet. So the the guy, the degenerate gamblers would have to call at 2 in the morning to find out if Hawaii had won. Now, But I used to have to do the recordings. And the thing is, like the last game would end, and every 10 minutes I would still have to do every score. We didn't have digital editing back then. I would have to do a three-minute tape of every score in the country that day just to change the Hawaii score. Oh, so go over like the wow. first 40 college football games and then get to the end and be like, and they're going to the third quarter now and Hawaii leads 27-3. to 3, so. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing. And I have amazing. To stay at work until the Hawaii game was over. So that's You're like just, you gave me flashbacks, right?
1: You were like Matthew McConaughey, but just reading the scores. It's like those nine hundred <laughs> numbers where they're giving out gambling advice. It was yeah,
2: yes, yes, but I was just giving out the scores. Yes, and I missed the Joe Carter home run to win the World Series too because I was in the booth giving wow. a scoreboard. But that's another. That's a story for another day.
1: Let's quickly before we get into NBA. I do want to get your thoughts because you know the other side of that game is the Cardinals. And they've yeah. lost a lot, not only on defense, but offensively as well. Losing Christian Kirk, uh, losing Chase Ed- Edmonds, and not having DeHop for the first you know six weeks of the season as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, what are your expectations for them?
2: You know, uh, last year they got a huge boost, boost from James Conner. And I don't think that anybody expected that. I think everybody thought he was washed up from Pittsburgh. And then all of a sudden he showed up and, I mean, he was a dynamic player both in the running game and the passing game for them. So I think Kyler Murray – listen, I I don't know if motivation sometimes will inspire guys to play better, but is there anybody, a star player in the league more that's looking to maybe salvage his rep than Kyler Murray? You know, when that whole thing came out about how they wanted in the contract that he's got to study more, I mean, to me – I would be looking to go out. I'll show you how much I study and just go put up, you know, five touchdowns and 500 yards on people, you know. So I listen. They're always going to go as far as Kyler will take them, and uh, you know, D Hop losing D Hop at the beginning maybe is going to hurt them. But I just think that that's a um, probably. And you, you talk about Klingsbury and that offense, like man, they're just so good and interesting and inventive. So. I think if Connor, if Connor could have this similar kind of year, Edmonds, you know, losing Edmonds, and I got to mention him because he's a Fordham guy, so I have to mention him. Um, that they'll lose that, but I think there's a couple other young guys there that could step into that role. So I, I still think they'll be good. They, they, man, what an embarrassing end to the season they had last year. So oh, yeah. I think they're motivated coming into this year,
1: like uh, winning the division. Or yeah. ten games or where were well, we at on expectations? Losing
2: the last game. Oh, you mean what they yeah, going Yeah, Expectations, into this year.
1: yeah.
2: Uh I mean I still I think the Niners again, Niners at Tamira is still a big question mark because of the quarterback. We don't know anything about him, really, how how he's gonna be. The Rams, are they gonna have the hangover from last year and already Stafford might be hurt to start the year? Like and the Seahawks are rebuilding, so yeah, I, I would I would throw a few shekels on them to win that division, no doubt.
1: Nice. Let's transfer over to the NBA because huge what you news. Like about your
2: shekels, right? Yeah, I shekels love shekels. Yeah, yeah,
1: I like that. Okay. Just a couple, of, like we well, just a little pepperoni money is how I think about <laughs> yeah. shekels. Um, big news. So happy that Cam called you and asked you to come on because you know what a summer. What timing. What yeah. I know. Great yeah. timing. Uh, what a summer where this news has been sort of looming over us since you know, early July, late June, uh, yeah. from what you're hearing, how did we come to where Kevin Durant was very adamant about wanting to be traded and now willing to run it back? How does that happen?
2: Uh, well, yeah. You know, when you do something and you think this is a great idea, and then all of a sudden things start to unfold and you go, oh, wait, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. I think that's kind of what happened. I think, listen, I, I think he was frustrated about the way the season ended I think he took some heat about, you know, his performance against Boston. And I think he went, wait a minute, you know, I don't, I didn't have the kind of help I needed. And and then Sean Marks kind of doubled down at the end of the season by trying to grab control and saying, you know, guys have to be available. And, you know, we're kind of in control again. And he, you know, I, I think KD stayed out of it a little bit, but he really kind of gave everybody the silent treatment. And everybody was left to wonder, what is he thinking? And then all of a sudden we found out what he was thinking, that he, he told them he didn't like the way they were handling Kyrie's situation all year. They didn't understand him. Uh, he didn't like the direction here, and he wanted to be traded. And I think initially the Nets were like, you know what? We've got to get control back here. We're not going to be held hostage by our star players. We have done that. We have, we have bent over backwards to please all our stars, and it hasn't worked. So you want to be traded? All right. You know what? Fine. We'll look into trading you, but we're not just doing it for the sake of trading you. It's got to be something that makes sense for us because we have four years on the deal and they're in a situation where they weren't looking to rebuild. You know, if they were just rebuilding, they would take five draft picks and some young players and some expiring draft, you know, expiring contracts and move on. But they want to remain competitive and no one is going to have enough to give you that they're not gutting their team to get Kevin Durant. So it didn't make sense for the Nets. It didn't make sense for any of their potential trade partners. You know, and a couple of weeks ago, there was that story where uh, Kevin Durant went and met with Josiah and and it was like, I think at that meeting, we were all expecting it to be, well, all right, now they'll come to the realization that trading him is nearly impossible, so let's just all make up and just realize that being staying with the team and being with this roster is in the best interest of everybody, including Kevin Durant. Instead, what came out of the meeting was Durant wants to get rid of Nash and Sean Marks. So at that point, you're thinking, well, he's just burning every bridge right now just basically to force the Nets hand and trade him. But, I, you know, I give ownership credit they and Sean Marks credit. They said, listen, we're not changing our outlook on this. We're not, Joe Sy went right on Twitter right after that and said, I'm not firing Sean Marks and Steve Nash, so get that out of your mind. And we're still looking for the best deal that's, you know, in the best interest of this organization going forward. And I think eventually Kevin Durant realized the reality of the situation. And cooler heads prevailed. They all got in a room, which is what probably should have happened from the start, right? I mean, they all should have just gotten in right. a room, mm-hmm. Steve Nash, Sean Marks. And and Joe Sci and then, you know uh, Clarice I also Joe's wife got in the room and maybe she you know I, I you know she's way a, more important than,
1: than people even know I think
2: yeah so I think maybe she had a calming influence and a and a, and a logical influence on everybody I I'm, I'm I'm inclined to think that because you hadn't heard her name in meetings before so that had a positive influence so I think everybody kind of walked out listen they didn't jump on a stage together and put their arms around each other and, and sing Kumbaya. They just released a statement that said, Hey, we're we're moving forward the way we are. And- so we'll see.
0: It shows how great of a player is when you just look at the betting market. I mean, they were eighteen to one to win the finals, and then they drop all the way down to seven to one. In your opinion, do you think sure. that they should be? If you are making a bet in the Eastern Conference, which team do you trust the most? And we got about two minutes only. Uh, the Bucks, yeah. the Celtics are the favorites actually at plus five hundred. Would you trust Milwaukee, uh, Boston, or Brooklyn? Especially when we're you know waiting to see what's going to happen with Ben Simmons here.
1: And and on top of that, if you can also answer whether you think the drama's over.
2: Yeah. Um, there's always gonna be drama. I, I, I think that until it it really goes out to how how do they start out next year? Do they start out winning games? Then there might not be any drama. Then they just go out winning and they're showing that they got a winning blueprint, they go out and play well. And they'll you know, but I think the drama though, Trista, is why when you ask if Ryan, you asked me the question, who do I trust? I mean I, with my money I might trust now the Celtics because they're defending Eastern Conference champs and the Bucks because they're a year, you know, year removed from a championship, and the Nets still have these, you know, these questions hanging over their heads. I mean, Ben Simmons is drama. Kevin Durant was drama this summer. Kyrie Irving drama seems to kind of follow him around. So, if it all works out the way it you you, you think it can, you know, Ben Simmons probably fits better with that team than James Harden. Do they have a guy now that can guard Tatum one on one? Um, they have a guy who will really get them going in transition. It's exciting, right? They got shooters now, healthy like Joe Harris and Seth Curry. You know, they're bringing in defensive-minded players like Royce O'Neal. Like they're 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 probably at the best roster they've had. So the drama is the reason why they're not the overwhelming favorite to win right now. Right. So to answer to tie both of your questions into the same answer, I think that's it.
0: It's all of an answer, right there.
1: Is there anyone better? at than Chris Carino and answering two non sequiturs all together.
2: Chris,
0: thanks so much. Actually we got thirty seconds. I'm gonna i I'm gonna sneak one in. So obviously the AFC is yeah. loaded. Who do you like the best in the NFC with all the uh injuries already to the Bucks offensive line and Brady taking an extended vacay?
2: Ooh uh can I still go back to the Packers? Yes.
0: On this show, I, I absolutely you really can. Was. And and, and I, you're welcome yeah. back anytime you want. And I got a gift basket coming your way, Derek Jeter style, too. Thanks yeah, so much, Chris. I,
2: I think the defense is better, and you got Aaron Rodgers. It's good. Yeah, I Thank can you. go Packers. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, well, Thank both. You, Chris. Thanks, Trista. Thanks, Ryan.